Welcome to War Wrestling Radio. Now ring the bell. Welcome to War Wrestling Alliance Radio. I have Dashing D on the line with me. And we're going to be discussing some topics of rumors and as well as wrestlers who are burnt out on people who actually kind of want um, these autographs to follow them, who keep chasing after them. And it's getting a little weird. Uh, even uh, people like The Undertaker have stated... Hey, when I'm being a dad, I'm being a dad. When I'm being a wrestler, I'm being a wrestler. Dash D, what do you have to say about this? I will just jump right into the topic. Well, okay, it's going in hot. It's starting off like one of my favorite matches. Okay. Uh, Yes, I am Dash D Thousand. And yeah, no, the fans, you guys, we love you, but not that closely. <laughs> you make us miss our barriers and steel guardrails more often than not. It is it is very difficult to navigate life when sometimes there are fans that are just way too personable um, and just don't believe in boundaries. So yeah, no, it's it, it's a problem. It's have, a you run problem. In, have you run into anything like that yourself? I mean, you you're a great indie wrestler. I've seen your work. Your YouTube work is amazing. If you guys do not check him, you're for shame. Shame on you. Shame on you for that. But definitely, um, what is it that you have seen? And you, I know you've worked with actual top talent as well. So what is it that you've seen that's happened uh, personally? Um, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a little bit of all of it. Um, I mean, I've, I've actually even known people that have done some of the things that have been considered a little bit, uh, taboo. Um, there, there's folks that, you know, they're waiting for you at the airport. They know the hotel they stay at and kind of crowd wow. into a space. Um, and Terrible. Just, I've, I've known folks to go from, from show to the hotel to the airport to try to catch up with uh, different talents and things like that. And some are just more persistent. Some are very innocent and, it, you know, it's not really as bad, but it, it can get uncomfortable. Um, you know, outside, once we step through those ropes after the bell and we're in our planes closed, regular people, you know, it's not a, it's not a thing, you know, and a lot of talents, you know, they're, they're regular people just the same. And all we're really doing is our jobs. Um, we love the attention. We love the fans. We love the interaction. That's what makes wrestling great. Um, the interaction that we have with fans is like, you know, other sport. That, that's what separates us, I think, from any kind of uh, form of any other sports or entertainment is that we have such a direct connection with those fans. But... That connection does have to turn off at some point. You know, it, it's a little, it's a little odd to be in a position where you know you're just trying to get to your car and then recording in progress. Yeah, you're sworn by, by like seven to eight people, um, just wanting autographs or pictures and things like that. Um, and you know, some of it is the price of just being famous. Yeah, you know, you get out there, you get into the big spotlight, you're gonna have paparazzi, you're gonna have all those things. You're going to have to do your fan service, but there, there's got to be points where, you know, you know, not in the bathroom, <laughs> you know, right. not, not when um, I'm sitting there trying to feed my child or I'm walking 
and just trying to have a family time. You know, it's it's why bigger celebrities have security and things like that. And um, and I don't mean bigger in the sense of like, oh, you know, pay scale or something like that. Because you know, again, wrestlers are really major celebrities in their own right. Um, but you know, sometimes you just go, there's individuals that are so quote unquote larger than life they can't really walk the street normally. And it's because people are just going to swarm them accordingly. And, you know, you have to hide and move yourself around. And, you know, I've been luckily able to share, you know, spaces with, you know, some of the stars, um, legends, and, you know, even honestly, other celebrities I've been able to actually meet over the years and do stuff with. And, you know, the, the best thing is seeing these larger than life personalities for me, seeing them on a personal level where I'm talking with them and I can actually see them from a much more human experience um, and not just a persona. And that in itself is a very refreshing thing. And it's not something that gets to get shared with a lot of people. And it's not something that's supposed to be shared with everyone. It's an exclusive, very intimate thing. Um, and I think fans have to get back to respecting that to a degree. I mean, it's the reason why, you know, you only get glimpses of certain things on Instagram and you don't really get involved with everything else. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, it, it's rough. It's rough. And it's not something that I think, um, I think it's more of a miscommunication where fans are just very overzealous. They're very excited. They want to get that chance. They, they want to just get close to that greatness, you know, but there is a part of it where it's just like you gotta put your brakes on a little bit and kind of reconsider like would you want to be interrupted yourself for a picture while you're trying to have a quick sandwich um would you want you know after doing grueling matches and tours and things like that and you're just trying to get to the next gate to your plane you're late probably to i, I, get I to feel it gate. i mean there's a lot there <laughs> that you know it's undesirable, you know. Yeah, you don't have exactly. to be a part of that. And uh, I welcome Randy. Randy has um come on to the podcast. Welcome, Randy. How are you doing? Good, good, good. What's going on, Randy? Hello. Hey, What's going on? Pleasure. So yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, again, I can, I, I can mess up on my end. Uh oh. <laughs> there we go. All right, all right. Um, there we go. Sorry, guys. Uh, Randy, I welcome you to the podcast. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, you know? Yo, yo, thank you for joining us. Uh, we were talking about the, we jumped in right into the topic of the wrestlers who are basically hounded by these super fans, if you can say that. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've been witness to that, uh, D telling me, Hey, yo, calm down, bro. Like, he took me to the back to meet Cole Cabana and all his other guys. And he's like, hey, yo, chill. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yo, these guys are, I've seen them on TV. But, you know, it's a it's a sense of you're supposed to control yourself and stuff like that. How do you feel about, like, uh, rep fans who do this stuff with, like, with wrestlers? Like, they go to them, they wait for them at the airports. What was your opinion on that? I mean, I, I when I came in, I caught a little piece of the uh, little piece of the conversation, and like like uh, like D said, I, I'd have to agree. Like you know, we all get excited like when we see like in terms of our favorite wrestlers and stuff like that. We get excited and stuff like that. But 
we have to remember that at the end of the day, even though they're entertainers, they're still people too. And, you know, they deserve our, our privacy. And which is funny because I think it was not too long ago, I just read on um one of the sites that uh, Rhea Ripley, she said moving forward that she's not going to be um randomly signing any autographs or anything like that or taking any random photos anymore because um she's tired of having to you know when they're at the airports and stuff people randomly coming up to her five six o'clock in the morning you know and not even being polite it's one thing to go up to somebody but you're like you're going up to them being like rude about it like not even being polite and like expecting them to you know sign a mug or a t-shirt or or pose for a photo or something like that or if they're out to eat with you know friends or family something something like that they'll interrupt that that meal you know and that's like one of the things that she's talking about so she said unless it's like um unless it's like a, a, a an actual signing event or a meet and greet or something like that she's not going to be doing any um random like you know autographs or photo or anything like that and it's actually pretty, um, pretty sad that it actually has to come to that, to, to that point. But, you know, I, I totally understand it. Cause like I said, like, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're humans too. So they do, they do deserve like their, their privacy and, and, and whatnot. So, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's one thing to see like your, you know, your favorite wrestler, your favorite actor or something like that. You know, it's nothing wrong going up like respectfully and saying, asking if it's okay, you know, to get an autograph or if it's okay to get a picture. But once you do that, like start going about it in like a rude manner, rude tone, then, you know, I I, I don't see the problem with, with that person saying, you know what, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to, you know, take a picture or, or sign an autograph if you're going to go about it being rude and stuff like that. So, you know, like, I just feel like, you know, there's some people, there's some like, you know, stars again, that's okay with that. You know, they're all about the fans. They're okay. They don't mind, you know, the rudeness. It doesn't bug them. But other people are not. Everybody is different. You know, just got to show respect to everybody regardless. So, so or regardless of who it is, male or female. So, you know, I, I agree. Like, you know, it's like, I, I agree. Like, at the end of the day, I feel like there's, like, a time and a place uh, for everything, so. Right. I've never, like, I've run into, I, we, we, I live in New York. You guys live in New York as well. I have run into celebrities here and there, especially, you know, you run it NYC, then the, a lot of, uh, you you will run into, like, some faces such as, um oh, wow, I, I can't bring to mind right now but i've run into certain people and then i i don't say oh man i need to have an autograph or i have to have a photo i'm just like oh hey man like like hey have a good day and shake hands vince vaughn that's what i I ran into him randomly and it was he was very cordial he wasn't trying to be like oh what the fuck like leave me alone but he was just like if you're approachable to them as an as an as a person you should be approachable to everybody else as, uh, you know, as, as anything else. It, it should be, you know, that's that's how it should be, especially with wrestlers, man. These guys go through hell to perform, and I don't know. I, I think people think, like, they have a right to 
wait at these airports or something like that. It's it's just weird to me. I don't know why they do that. But you have you have, some, you have you have you have some people that have like uh well no I wouldn't say some I would say a lot of people that have like this false sense of like entitlement. They feel like well you know because you know they have this like this notion of okay like well well we made you. Like, if it wasn't for us, then you wouldn't be where you are today. So you owe us these photos or you owe us these, like, these autographs. And I, I try to explain to people, like, a lot of the time, like, listen, a, a, a job or a company or a person, whoever, could provide you with a platform. But it's up to that person to decide what they're going to do once they get on that platform. Because I could give you a platform and say, hey, go ahead and go nuts. You know, I'm thinking that, you know, you're going to do wonders on that platform and then you get on that platform, you you absolutely bomb, you know? You know, we, the, we I mean, of course, we support, like, these wrestlers and stuff like that by buying the merch, watching the shows, going to shows, all that type of different stuff. But at the end of the day, if they're not putting on a fantastic performance, then we're not going to support that person, you know? If if Roman wasn't doing what Roman is doing, I'm, and I'm not the biggest Roman fan at all, you know, fans wouldn't be the, the people who are his fans wouldn't be buying his merch and stuff like that. And the, those fans that feel like because I'm buying his merch, because I'm buying the belt, his wristbands, this, this, and like, you know, I deserve to, you know, or I'm entitled to get an autograph from him whenever I see him anytime, any place. And, you know, this guy is like, for an example, he, you know, he's married with kids and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure there's times when he does not want to be, you know, Roman Reigns. He just wants to be Joe with his wife and his kids and go out to eat and yeah, him yeah. out of more like most people would be like bombarded with fans like a lot. I'm pretty sure that's something that he goes through a lot because you know, love him, hate him. Right now he's like one of the hottest acts in WWE. You know, so as I feel like fans have like this like false sense of entitlement, like, oh yeah, we deserve this stuff. Like, no, we do not, you know. It, it's it's still up to that person to decide whether they want to give you an autograph or a picture or not. Like you know, we don't <laughs> these people don't owe us anything. So that's I mean, uh, on that. I mean, yeah, no, you're correct. Uh, it's twofold. Um, there's there's the entitlement aspect, um, and there's sometimes there's a level of it as a vulture um, aspect too. Um, not too long ago, there was a tweet that Taz put out and he was calling people out that were going around trying to get autographs and was hanging out at the hotels and things like that. And they were being just, they were being predatory, right. um, because they just wanted to get these autographs and things just to turn around and put it on eBay. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes like you have people that are just like, well, let me get somebody's autograph just so I can get a resale and come up off of, and make a profit off of it. And it's not even a respect issue. Um, and that's another part that just makes it very disrespectful because you do get that entitlement. You do get that, oh, this is what you guys are supposed to do. And there's not even always a full value for who you are or the work you put in um, that kind of comes with that. And, you know, it, like I said, it definitely varies. But you also have to consider how you're undermining the process, too. There's a reason there's meeting greets. There's a reason there's appearances. There's a reason that um, we are when there's Russell cons. There's a reason there's festivals. There's a reason before certain shows, 
wrestlers make themselves available or you get your chances to really do all of those photographic opportunities, signings and things of that nature. Um, and guess what? We're compensated for that because it's still part of the package of work. Now, when you are engaging with us outside of that, it's at our discretion. Um, and it should be at any performer's discretion to do that because to a degree, we're on our personal time. When right. we're on work time, we're working. You know, um, you guys, I'm quite sure, have jobs of your own that's not connected with wrestling. I have another job outside of wrestling as well. And I have to maintain a certain level of disconnection between these two careers. Um, and I'm quite sure as you guys have your personal lives, you disconnect from work to do what you do at home. And you also keep them separated to actually maintain a balance. Um, and that's the other aspect that work-life balance easily gets to blur when you have something, when you do get to be in a public eye or the spotlight or on TV and that celebritism kind of starts to pour into it. Um, it's really different, fast. but yet it's, it's the same. Um, so facts. yeah, it, it's, go ahead, go ahead, keep going. I'm sorry, is, man. You spit facts, bro. I'm just like, yeah, but it, it's, it's very true. I mean, um, you know, again, like, you know, I just go back to that scenario, you know, you're going through the airport and things, sometimes you're not at your best. You're not, you're not even willing. It's like waking up in the morning and trying to engage with people when you haven't even had your cup of coffee, you know, it's, you know, people can barely do that on a train in New York city. Why do we expect people who put their bodies on the line and actually take bumps and bruises on a regular basis to be any different. Um, you know, they, they're, it's a physically grueling and draining position. It's rewarding. You know, it's a business I love. I do all of this with, you know, complete passion and awareness. Um, but it takes its toll sometimes, you know? Um, I, I, I've, I've been approached after matches while I'm bleeding. <laughs> um you know to to sign an autograph and things like that and it's like okay let me just let me not bleed all over the place first please um and i'll come back and you know don't john moxley don't john moxley right now <laughs> you know but it, it it does happen you know and you know like i said we believe it or not every wrestler loves their fans there is some level of engagement but you know you have to have a boundary and there's, and, and, and it's not just, you know, more recent, like there's tons of wrestlers that are well known for not engaging with fans or the public and things like that. Um, there's a very infamous, <laughs> yeah, Rick Flair is a, a big name that gets known about that. And there's infamous tweet, well, several tweets and YouTube videos of him just outright denying people. Um, my personal Punk. favorite. Sam Punk would be a big one right there. Yeah, he's another one, but again, rightfully so. Um, right. I make I make money doing I make money doing this. My signature is worth something. Um, catch me at a signing, catch me at an event, because we are actively a brand. We're actively promoting these different types of things. If you're able to just kind of get all of your autographs for me, walking the streets and things like that, then you're not coming to my you're not coming to these festivals we're a part of. You're not coming to the cons that we're doing and providing to give you this access. When we're doing yeah. an appearance at a, at, a, at a particular toy store, a comic book store, or something like that, you're taken away from all of those intricacies of business. Um, and we're a brand, and we have to protect that brand because it all cycles into what it is. Don't get me wrong, the fans, again, yes. 
um, you are very much a part of it. They always will be a part of it, but to the degree that you are a part of it, there is a point where you're not. Um, and hopefully that line and that boundary can be respected in the future because it, it honestly just makes things easier, you know? And, and, and like also consider for the fact that like a lot of these interactions sometimes are unsafe for us and puts us in a very vulnerable position, you know? Um, a lot of celebrities, they easily get attacked by people or they get taken advantage of or violated in just in their personal space by people who just, it can be unsavory while we're stopping to do some of these things by just being nice um and you're taking advantage of that and don't get me wrong to a degree you know those spoiled rotten apples that will make it worse for the whole bunch but um it's why there it's why the boundaries have to be there it's, it's why we have the discretion to be able to do these things and kind of pull back from time to time um and it's just something i think should be respected a lot more Wow. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. definitely hear that. I mean, <clears throat> the respect needs to be there, but it's not going to be there because, you know, we have these super fans. We have people who just love to. I mean, you got the weirdos that want to drink fucking Alexa Bliss's booty sweat or some shit like that. <laughs> not to say, not to say, <laughs> like, that's, ha that's happened. I'm just saying, you know, um, these are these super fans. And, um, I'm glad that you addressed that. It, it's it's a personal issue where there should be a line drawn. And I, I saw the thing with um with Ray Ripley. I saw the thing that happened with her and you know, that was that's you know, that's not okay to do, you know? Like her you could see in her eyes, you could see in her, she's like tired, exhausted. Undertaker has done it as well. He's gone through it where they recognize him and then people want to come to him. But can you sound like I'm, bro, I'm like literally having like breakfast with my kids. Like what is going on here? You need to cut that shit out. Wrestlers should be way, they should be well more respected than anybody else actually. Because like you said, they're putting their lives on the line. They're putting their bodies on the line for all this and you're demanding demanding you demand an autograph if anything you should just be like hey how you doing shake a hand that's it but you see the the prop the problem is is that people at this day and age people still uh they look past the fact that these guys and girls put their their bodies on the line and they look at it as just like make believe like it's all scripted make believe like oh when they take a bump or whatever it's like they're not really getting hurt like it's all pretend so they, they look at it like that and it's like until you actually get in that ring and see how it feels and see actually what that ring is made of it's not like the ring is made of like some cushion like pillow padded shit like no it's not it's like a it's like a layer and it's like boarded uh 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 partition yeah, whatever man on on the line that they can tell us that it doesn't it does not feel good at all right right that stuff like when you fall like i mean you i mean of course you have to know how to take that bump but it still hurts just like anything else. If you're getting hoisted in the air for a power bomb or if you're coming down from a, a frog splash and that 
like you know you miss or whatever the case is that stuff still hurts these guys have to go back they have to get iced and this and that and all that type of stuff that that takes a lot of wear and tear in their body and the uh like one of the things i was discussing with someone um online not too long ago i said uh, randy before you go into that i just want to give you guys i just want to jump in with a level of like direct insight about what you're talking about as far as that punishment that ring um i just want to give insight you know for again for your listeners the ropes are usually not what you think uh, the springs in them are usually because it's actually wire covered in a nylon plastic oh yeah it hurts um, I, I, actually, it cuts, it cuts i've actually uh, tried to do that my uh, no that shit is hurt that shit hurts Okay, uh, it can cut into your skin easily. Um, some rings are using actual braided rope, um, which is usually also kind of a form of a copper wire. And that, again, really goes into your skin. Um, and what, that's what we're bouncing off of. Um, the ring itself is a combination of steel, wood, and a thin pad. And it is to uh, about uh depending on the size of the ring it's strips of two by fours um heavy two by four woods and thick panels and that's what you're bumping on and under that especially near those apron bumps steel steel and wood yeah, so that and that's, that's <laughs> what it is they still and i and, and and doctors have said that every bump we take is about the equivalent of a 30 mile per hour car crash Right. So I I, I absolutely believe that. But like I said, there's still people out there that believe that, you know, well, gosh, it's part of the show. It's make believe that these guys are not guys and girls are not really getting hurt and so on and so forth. Like it's it's no, that's furthest from the truth. And like I said, I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, um, there was having a discussion about, you know, The Undertaker and so on and so forth. And I said something like, you guys, a lot of people, when, when he came out with that documentary, I think was a little bit after he retired or was going to retire. Like a lot of people really did not pay attention to that documentary. If they paid attention to that documentary, you can tell even now by the certain things that Mark Calloway said, he is not, he, he is not satisfied with the way he retired. He didn't, uh, he did not retire on his own terms. You know what I'm saying? If you watch that documentary, even recently he put out something that said he was disappointed with um he was disappointed with the match he had with uh who was it? Was it AJ? I forgot who it was. I forgot who it was, but he had a match not too long ago. AJ, because AJ, I think he had actually he actually had fun with AJ. No, it wasn't AJ. It was Brock. It wasn't somebody. It wasn't AJ. It was somebody else. He said he did. He was disappointed about that match because he was he trained for a year and he was ready to go in that match thing and he was gonna go for like about forty five minutes and the match only lasted five minutes and he's like he's like yo. Everything he's always saying is like, my body, my body can't Goldberg. take it. My body can't take it. My Goldberg. body can't take it. I Yes, I believe it was Goldberg. He's like, my body can't take it. My body can't take it. And then if you look at it as well, it was the constant nagging of his wife. I mean, obviously for good reason, but she constantly, every time she he said, okay, well, that's it. She said, okay. And then he would get the call from Vince. Hey, do one more mania. And then she just had that look on her face like, come on, dude, like, you said you're going to stop. Now you're going to keep going. It's like he wants to go, 
but his body would not allow him to do the things that he wants you to do. I, t I tell people all the time, he said it himself. When he came into the WWE or F at the time in 1990, he came into that company with injuries. He had a bad hip from all the years of abuse when he was working in the Indies with Paul and all that stuff. As me, Mark, he came into the WWF at that time with injuries. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah he, and he, he actually he never, had coming in right. at Undertaker itself. Right. And, so, and he never he took the time. These drops that he was doing, but he did do them. Correct. And he never took the time to, to address those injuries and stuff like that because he was such a guy that was so dedicated to, like, his craft and to his business. You know what I'm saying? Now, where he feels like, okay, I, I want to do these things and I feel like I can still go this and that. And I think we actually had a, 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 a debate. I don't remember if it's with that last group chat or, or one of them. Someone said, said, um, do you think that uh, the Undertaker, while he was still there, could have performed on the same level as Sting? I said, no. And that's crazy because Sting is actually... We're, we're leaving the topic that we first had. So we're right. going we're gonna to leave the topic that we first had. We agree that the uh, fans should... Calm the fuck down. <laughs> that, well, that that all goes that all goes hand in hand because it's like yeah. you have to understand the, the the level of dedication and the type of thing that these people put their body through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for us, for for our entertainment. Of course, right. it's the job. They love their jobs and stuff like that. And then but one of the main people is Undertaker, who is put his yeah. body online. And that, you know, I just wanna I just wanna lean into the topic of you're you're going to something else which is really interesting and I want to go into it. Thank you, but let's make sure I, an agreement of these fans need to suck, calm the fuck down. <laughs> like for I, a second. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah, okay. Respect, right. respect goes a long way. I 100% agree. I would not like, you know, go against that or feel like, oh, well, it's all right to, mm. to no, I 100% agree. There's there's the time and place for everything, and that's yeah, that's. But I want to go into what you were talking about. Go ahead, please. It, it, it just seems like you had a you had a very good train of thought. Let's go. Well, yeah. As far as that goes, I just feel like with that, like he couldn't, like he didn't take the time to to address those injuries because he was so. 100% dedicated to the business and so on and so forth. That's why he deserved, you know, the title of being called a legend because he always put, you always hear the one thing about Mark is like he always put the business first. Regardless of what it is, he was never selfish, you know, deserved the the the, the title of locker room leader or whatever. I mean, this, man, this man literally right. put himself um, right. basically as a, he never faltered from the Undertaker. The character. Right, right. But I, I also too, that that in itself, it's it's another topic, and I really don't want to get into that. But that will be another good topic for us to get into because I seen someone said, would the Undertaker gimmick had thrived in this time today compared to how it was back then? Because now we are so social media heavy, and these wrestlers today really don't take the time. To protect their gimmicks and stay in kayfabe, it you know, does. you know, just like with Bray Wyatt when Bray Wyatt came out with uh when they did the whole 
um, The Fiend. Now, you know how I felt about that. I thought that was the greatest thing. That was like one of the best things. Thank getting you. Seen. Yes. I said this. This was like one of the well, best. The, what do you what do you feel about the Bray Wyatt, the, the Fiend gimmick? What, what did you feel about this? Let me ask you. I mean, from a creative standpoint, um, yep. far none, one of the better things to kind of come out of the new era. Yes. You, um, and, you know, it's because of the way that was put together, you had that great uh, torch passing moment from Undertaker to Bray. So um, it was, again, you know, wrestling is a very creative aspect and a very creative business. So overall, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that gimmick. It was something new. It was something fresh. It was something that wasn't really being done. It felt like a callback and yet something completely brand new. Uh-huh. Um, and his presentation, there was a lot about it that was great. There were things about it that can be negative. Um, and that's more so like from a booking standpoint. Um, but yeah, no, very great gimmick. I agree. I, I still have a mask that I scared my kids with <laughs> with that damn gimmick. And it's and it works though, but they still they love looking at the wrestling matches of that. Can you understand that a kid is scared but also interested in that? You already have so much going with it. And now you have howdy doody. But you know what, Randy, I'm not gonna fall to you. Let's go with you what you were talking about. Yeah, I I just feel like with 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 that it it was a it was when it comes to Bray was like a really good uh gimmick. And I, I said I know they're gonna drop the ball on this. I know they were gonna drop the ball on this and and I was hundred percent right. Um like D said um I felt with, with with Bray, they didn't let him get as creative as he wanted to. No, I felt no one else would have been suited to play the fiend other than him. The guy knows how to talk. He knows how to play a role really well. Like you give him a, a gimmick, he knows how to utilize it. You know, but I it's, it's just like 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 you said with the booking. It was like all right, you can't book this man as this unbeatable person like you know that one match he had with Seth Rollins and you know he was taking curb stomp after curb stomp after curb stomp after curb stomp after curb stomp and he just kept on getting up which was great and then you had him another match losing to to, to Randy in some stupid weird form and fashion I'm like it, it was it was just like the dumbest thing like you know, even dumb putting that title on him didn't make any sense either. That was like a character that didn't need to have a championship or have a championship so soon. I felt like the direction he was going as just this unbeatable juggernaut was fine. You know, you got to make it believable somehow, but they just, they just didn't, they just, they, it's like you have a piece of gold in your hand and you don't know what to do with it. That's, that's, essentially what I felt with that character. It's like they had something and I, I'm assuming they didn't. It's like they had another Undertaker in their hands. Right. And they, they, I guess they assumed that it never would have gone off so well, but it did. It, it, it really did from the, from the look, the mask, the, 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 the dreads, 
um then you then they introduced or i think it was before i, I don't know which came first i don't know if it was the uh the fiend gimmick or it was the the firefly funhouse gimmick but um refresh my memory i don't know which one came first which which one of them came first they were compiled okay so oh. but, <laughs> yeah right, it, was but compiled. it went it went hand in, they went hand in hand to each other. so it's, it's like the fiend is like his darker it is like the darker version of him like the the, the darker recesses of the, of his mind like it, it it was just a great gimmick i i that's and I don't really like gimmicks that often, but it, that right there was just great. I, I loved every part of it, but it's just some of the, the bookings and things that they started to do with him after. I was like, oh my God, like, how do you ruin this? How? How, how do you how do you introduce Howdy Doody and then yeah. expect everybody yeah. to be like, this is the new Bray Wyatt? And I was like, yeah. oh, no, yeah. this is not what we wanted out of this I just, guy. Feel, I just feel like what now that he, that he came back, it's like the creative control that they gave him before, what little creative control they gave him before, it's like they kind of completely took that away now because now it's like a lot of people are saying the same thing. It's like since he's been back, he's been like underwhelming. It's like like what what is really the purpose or the point of this new braid like so what's the angle i think this flows into what i was saying i have a segment that i was trying to do with the uh, podcast where it's like you're just burnt out what are you burnt out of and i feel like you're burnt out on this yeah yeah i'm I'm, well when it comes to that i'm just it i won't even sound burnt out i'm just not I'm just not invested in it because there's like nothing there for me to even grasp. Like, what am I? What am I really looking at? Like, well, it doesn't have to be WWE. It could be AEW as well, or New Japan Wrestling. And then we also have the other brand that's going on as well. I mean, we don't. You don't have to be burnt out on. Well, the new brand is just starting. Let's give them credit. But if you guys are burnt out of anything on wrestling. I would want to hear you guys if you are burnt yeah. out. That's why that well, topic was. So so far, so far it would just be it would just be Bray. Because it just seems like it's like a ship that's just going in circles. It has no sense of direction, no nothing. Like I I mean, maybe I personally don't see it, but it just it's just like there's nothing there, like, you know. That's 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 just it. There's, I mean, there's, and there, there has been a, a couple of things that I'm just kind of like, like, why are we doing really doing this? Like, you know, the the Bray thing, uh, the Bobby Lashley thing. I, me, I'm one of, probably one of the very few people that still feels like a guy like the Miz should be in a better standing and better position than he is now, because everything they've asked of him he's he's done 100 percent. definitely he's uh he's a definitely top talent still no matter what i mean a lot of people may not share the same view but i i mean look you you ask the guy to do media he's done media he excelled at it you asked him to do some wacky promo he you know he does it to to his best of ability you know he knows how to talk uh, he knows how to, you know, wasn't a great wrestler before, but he 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 learned it. He stuck with it, and he's gotten a lot better. He's safe, you know, and um, he's a former champion. 
I just never understood why he's never been given any more opportunities to be, you know, a, 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 a champion. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, what are they really, like, what are they, what really are they doing with him? D, what do you yeah. feel like what uh, about the Miz? If I can have your opinion. All right. So the truth, I mean, there's not much I can offer. Um, being on the inside is different. Um, and part of it is because I understand booking differently. Um, not in a way that I think I would even be able to truly explain. It's one of those things where I think you would have to understand what it is to navigate wrestling um, just from any kind of aspect towards getting into the WWE and then what it is with being in the WWE um, from conversations that I've had with people that that have made it and what it's like and how that how that whole machine operates. Um, so what I can say is this is that the Miz is one of those guys who definitely is going to definitely go down in a future hall of fame um because of what he can do what he did how he's provided it how long he's done it and who's also shown that they can have versatility and be trusted the thing is is that when it comes to companies sometimes being that good and being able to be in a position to be that good and that loyal you don't have to maintain the spotlight um because the spotlight isn't always there for you to submit yourself or submit your legacy sometimes to make things run you have to be that guy who is just gonna always be that guy who is going to do what's needed um the nickname for it is a hand or or you know a good a good hand um constant worker uh workhorse or elevation talent sometimes is what they'll call it um but a lot of times you know when you have a roster you don't always need the same person as a star you don't always need a star but you a lot of times you need people in different places and Miz is one of those guys who's been able to fill all of those roles and for that, it's like, I think that's going to be what it comes down to. It's going to be the biggest thing of his legacy. He's going to be one of those guys who's literally been able to do it all whenever acts in ways that certain people couldn't. I mean, there's certain guys that they can't not be a superstar. And if you don't make them a superstar, then, you know, it's, it's going to be weird. It's not going to make any sense. And then we're going to get angry about it and we'll complain about it all the way through. But then there's also those guys that they have their, they've had their shot and you got to let them kind of take a back seat so that you can build the next couple of stars for the next part of just the longevity of the company. And I think when you're looking at WWE as something that has such a longevity that has to change and has to be monitored around a certain way, they're going to operate in a way that's eventually going to be more business centered than right. fan centered. And we're going to get these disconnects that are there. But so, trust me, I think a guy like Miz is always going it, behind the scenes. He has his just do. So we will tweet our displeasure. That's what you're saying right now. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, yeah, again, you're going, you're, you're going, fans will definitely be upset. I mean, I'm one of those guys who, you know, earlier 
in watching and I saw different things that was going on with uh, someone like The Miz, someone like Ziggler, and I would be like, why aren't these guys the guys? Why aren't they, why aren't they running around with the championships over and over and over again? Right. And after a while, you know, I, I, I got schooled um, and, I, and I had to learn the other side. And I, and it made sense afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it's not going to make sense from a fan standpoint because it's just starts to be like, well, what, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you it's know, more of a, it's a more of a, you can lead the locker room in a background sense and exactly. you can actually make sure about the WWE within, um, commercials and advertisement and doing everything else. And that's exactly. what the Miz and in a in the other sense um i forgot his name bless him he's part of omega sci-fi he remember he slid under the ring whatever like that for the royal rumble whatever like that oh my god what's his name d i know you know his name now you said omega sci-fi yeah are you nice talking on. about good randy you know titus o'neill Titus O'Neill, bro. Okay. Titus O'Neill, bro. Yes. <laughs> I remember him being in my college. Dollars. I remember him. Yo, yo, he was part. Of, he he was at my college, bro. I remember that shit. But the thing is, he's not a big head in the in the wrestling um aspect. But Christ, he is amazing at what he does for the wrestling he's community. Yeah, he is an ambassador. Yes, and then he's been doing so much, and then. The, the, I think there's an actual school that's named after him now. Look what you can do for wrestling. You don't have to be talked about. Like You don't have to be CM Punk levels. We're going to get to that, Randy. Can I know you want to talk about CM Punk for a second? But we, you don't have to be CM Punk levels. You don't have to be that, that level. But definitely, if you are doing justice for wrestling and you're doing justice for what you're, you know, um, Doing was due diligence, if I could say. You're actually making wrestling important still. Because we're still, as wrestlers, as wrestlers and as fans of wrestlers and everything like that, you're still you're, um, contributing to everything that's important. That's what's necessary, honestly. No, I, I, I'm sorry if that didn't. Hello? Yeah. Well, I'm, sorry. I'm here. Absolutely. Sorry. I just figured out I was, like, I, was um, to, I was trying to like mute. Gotcha. But no, no, it's definitely, it's, it's one of those things. Wrestling has, you know, it, it's a business and it has multiple sides. It has so many things that goes into it. Um, I was going to mention when you guys were still talking about Miz, you know, Miz kept people entertained in an arena during a commercial break. He kept people entertained during a commercial break when it was in pitcher and pitcher by selling a move, you know, the entire time. And that's how you can contribute with even just the smallest role and get yourself continuously over and show that you're a superstar, um, no matter what. Because him selling during that segment and when they come back from commercial break and him still getting up it was very engaging it's something that you know it made the internet buzz it contributed like you said 
Titus O'Neil doing all of this ambassador work, the charities, it puts WWE in a bigger face, which promotes more money, which promotes more things to the business, which allows it to grow and allows it to expand. It keeps the brand being furthered. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's really interesting when you think about it, you know, you have to consider that aspect of wrestling being in between those ropes. You have a shelf life. Um, you have to think of how you're going to contribute when you're done. Or you got to find ways to just make your legacy as long as you can as an in-ring performer. But we all know, no matter who you are, at some point, your in-ring performance days are done. And you got to figure out what you're going to do from there. Most guys open up schools and they train the next generation. Other guys, they are involved in commentary. They're involved in booking backstage, writing, creative, uh, developmental, all of those things. So you have to always continuously find a way to contribute. And most wrestlers were all kind of taught in some way to give back to this business that gives us so much and gives us this dream because it, that's all it's really built up on. And yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's good. Um, if we may switch topics, if it's okay, I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys feel about WrestleMania coming up? What is it matches are actually in, you're enthralled about? What are you seeing that actually hits you? I want you to actually tune in. Because, <laughs> you know, we have, we have, uh, uh, we have Cody Rhodes versus, um, the Tribal Chief. We have LA Knight trying to get a match at WrestleMania. And we had Dominic and Rey Mysterio, which I'm actually very, very in, enthralled into. For no, I don't know why I'm actually, I'm actually lo loving Dominic versus Mysterio. That's a great topic right there. But I mean, what are you guys really looking forward to as far as WrestleMania goes? Um... As far as WrestleMania goes, the only thing uh, I could say I'm looking forward to is uh, the Usos versus uh, Kevin and Sammy. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. that's, that's about it. Like I, like I, I mean, look, I like the the back and forth interactions that they had between uh, Cody and Roman. And again, not not a Roman fan whatsoever still to this day, but I just feel like, you know, with all this buzz that's circulating around them trying to ensure that he gets to 1,000 days, an unprecedented 1,000 days as champion, if that's the route that they decide to go, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't look good for Cody because, and a lot of people are going to be upset because it's at a point, I mean, yes, people love, you know, Roman, they love the tribal chief, but they're getting pretty tired of him being being champion you know it's like mm -hmm. that that one thing it's like you have that guy that's like kind of like i re i would relate that that championship run that people hated a lot um until it was broken um the honky tonk man when he was the intercontinental champion for god knows how long the honky tonk man you went that far back <laughs> like really <laughs> i mean that's that's one of the, the persons i mean there were other people that had a longer I get I get it. I get it. I, just... <laughs> I know that had that, that, you know, he had that championship for so long and it was annoying. Like Cody has like a great, you know, comeback story, like mm -hmm. went out, 
He, you know, he got better. You know, went to New New, New Japan Pro Wrestling. He did his thing. Went to AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. did whatever he did there. He came back. You know, he honed his skills, and you know, he's been doing okay since he's been back. You know, Wait, I, hold on. may I ask you because Randy, you said to me directly, I have something to say about that promo that they had between Cody Rhodes and the tribal chief so what's the what's the hatch what what do, you, what do you want to get off your chest about that i just feel like um it's one of the reasons it's one of the reasons why i i do not like roman reigns I, and i i feel like and i don't want it to turn into a roman reigns rant because i i, I could be here all night <laughs> Let's like, not have that. Let's not have that, sir. I, I feel like the reason I just don't like that character is because me personally, I look at it like this. If you say that you are um in the in the beginning, he was going with the whole thing that the Undertaker used to say, like, this is my yard, right? Moved on to that now. He's like, I'm the tribal chief, you know, I'm the head of the table. This is my company, so on and so forth. I'm the man, you know what I'm saying? I'm the, the big the big dog in, in this ring, right? Right. I've noticed that I'll go back a little bit. I think it was last year or the year before, the year before last, when he had that SummerSlam match, was having that SummerSlam match with John, right? Now, we all knew or know that Roman is not really the best talker, right? Right. When him and John did that promo, the very first promo they had before he became the tribal chief. I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, John just shoot, shoot him a new one, which John is known, known for doing, right? He did he did the same shit with Austin Theory, yes. Let's right. <laughs> be Moving forward, when they had the second promo segment as him being the tribal chief, it's like John came in, John was saying his stuff like, you know, all it takes is one, two, three, and he was just jabbing at Roman. And what I didn't like was Roman was just standing there and smiling like an idiot. Me personally, if I know I'm not a talker, I will drop you because that's like, that's me saying like, you're not going to come in to my house, talk smack to my face and think you're going to get away with that. That would have perfect, a, a pers- that would have been a perfect time to show his dominance. That's like saying, okay, John, you're not the man anymore. You're not right. here anymore. Right. You don't come into my house and disrespect me. I'm don't show man. don't show your ass in my house. Thank right you. Through. I'm the man. I'm the head of the table. Boom. Right. So he kept up smiling. Fast forward now to that Cody Rhodes um thing. When Cody said, Oh, after WrestleMania, you know what's gonna happen. You're gonna wake up and you're not gonna have the titles. And you know what else you're not gonna have? Jay is not gonna be there. Jimmy's not gonna be there. Solo's not gonna be there. And sooner or later, Paul Heyman is going to go back to being an advocate. What did mm. he do? He just had this stupid look in his face, and he just walked off. You are the tribal chief. You don't walk off. You mm. are supposed to attack this man and let and prove your dominance and show the world, this is the reason why I'm carrying these two belts. This is the reason why I'm the face of the company. This is the reason why I am the head of the table. Why are you walking off? That... I can't take him legit as a tough guy. I, 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 like every time he tries to act like a badass, like I, I mm-hmm. cringe. I, I just cringe. That's the reason I hate that promo. But 
I understand with Roman, as much as I don't like him and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't like him, I understand what the WWE is trying to do. When John left, they needed someone to step out. Every generation needs its superstar. We had yeah. the Hogan's, we had the Michaels, we had Austin, we had we had Brett, we had what every generation needs is superstar. John was leaving, so they needed someone to fill that role. They felt nobody was stepping up, but Vince McMahon and his company, they had the eyes on Roman. No mm. matter how bad he was, no matter how much people booed, can you imagine someone booing you a month after you come back from cancer? Can you imagine that? I mean, they, I don't know. I mean, suffering succotash and jump they, off the face. He <laughs> literally started booing this man a month after he came back from a mission of being in cancer, right? But no matter what, Vince McMahon said, listen, he's our guy. I don't care what happens. I don't care what we do. We're going to push, 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 push. To the point where I feel right now, the tribal chief, the tribal chief mm -hmm. gimmick, it's like you're basically saying you're the star and everyone around you is a supporting cast. You mm -hmm. really don't have to do anything because everyone has to fall in line to make you look good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. they, you don't have to really put in that work because it's like I would dare anyone you the anyone i would challenge anyone to show me a good or great promo that he had since he came back what was it from from that COVID break other than that little jab he took at john that said oh uh something about missionary position which everyone seems to be riding on like that's like the greatest thing that ever came out of his mouth like I dare you want to show me like a great promo promo that he's ever had. That's all like oh, all right, right, all right, all right. Hold on. Yeah. D, do you have anything to come down that? I'm not gonna go into combating. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm not. I'm it's not, a lot. Um, it's a lot there. It's a lot there. Yeah, it's a lot there. I'm not, but I I can only counter by saying. The numbers tell a very different story of how well and successful Roman has been on go. television since coming back. Um, I do personally feel some of the best television has happened surrounding a lot of things with this tribal, um, with the whole tribal chief storyline. True. Um, you know, a lot of people on the internet are even quick to say how they want to make sure that you know there's a there's there's a running joke about how jay uso himself deserves an oscar as such a supporting cast kind of character <laughs> to this whole story no you're joking going on. you're joking really i'm not joking <laughs> there 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 is plenty of tweets there is plenty right. of things and it has yeah, thousands yeah, of that one yeah send me that one okay. I, I see it all right but i mean um, go ahead go ahead okay okay sorry so again like and it's and it has been great. Um, you know, you've gotten, if you're watching TV, and, and you can even just judge from the pop that certain little actions are getting to say how well it's actually working. Um, Roman's promo style is not a promo style that most people are used to in wrestling because he's doing something that was actually really good in Attitude Era. He's not really playing a character anymore as much as he's just being more of this kind of individual with a uh, motive in a thought process um, and attitude. And really, 
like attitude yeah, yeah. that just comes attitude. off. Yeah, yeah, he's he's being he, he's being the cool guy. He's being um, he's being this this character that seems more like an actual person that he might be. Um, and then he has great character work. His character work has been more grounded, not necessarily in what he says, but in about his responses and what he does. And it's been very subtle, but like from an acting standpoint, and that's the other aspect of it, just from a pure acting standpoint, I, it's been very enjoyable TV. Like, honestly, I, because of everything that's been going on with Roman, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops this title and he mm. winds up in the, and he's the next one going in movies. Randy, um, I, want, I want to ask you something. Is, is this not enjoyable at all to you? Um, certain parts. Certain, certain parts, certain parts is. Okay. You know, like what, said, what, 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 what draws you to the product? Because you know what? That's what's drawing the pro- that's what's drawing fans in. What draws you to the product? And you've been part of the product since like what 30 years? Come on, man. We've all been a part of it. So what's drawing you to the product right now for WWE with Roman Reigns? Mm. To be honest, I don't know. But you're still listening, you're still watching. I still watch and I want it's just you know what it is? <laughs> that guy is just like I don't know what it is. It's just like a a a, a, a I, I it's like I with with that and the, the second they have <laughs> Cody is like why are you stuttering? Come on, man. I want Cody to do so well, but I already feel like I know what's going to happen. Like I feel like the, the decision they're gonna go with is uh, they're not gonna pull the trigger and pull the time on him. They oh. are for him. They're gonna allow him to win at Mania, and probably lose at SummerSlam. So after SummerSlam, he could take like a well-deserved. Wait, break. you're 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 looking at the thousand days. Yes, I I feel like that's what they get because that's oh, a shit. That's that's a milestone. You know, it is. Yeah, you you're you're you have a guy in, in this modern era. That's gonna be a champion, an unpinned champion for one thousand days. I think they said he hasn't been pinned in what was it 1,200 days? Twelve hundred days, yeah. Oh, I mean, but if you include his, um, he has defended the title on and off, uh, out and off, meaning like on pay per views and off pay per views, meaning as in house shows, he's defended the title. Multiple times, hundreds of times, actually. So, do you guys think they're gonna want him to do a thousand year, the thousand I, days? I, I I believe so. Yes. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I, want I, it to do it, but. I honestly, I think, I think they still go with Cody. I honestly do think they still go with Cody. Um, the whole Trevor and everything that they have behind it would be great. And But then again, you know, like you asked, the question you originally asked about this was, what is the draw into this particular WrestleMania? What is what is the thing that, you know, any, any of us are looking forward to it? And I'm looking forward to this being the first WrestleMania completely creatively controlled and booked by Triple H and his regime. 
Yes. Um, that's that's interesting. To, I like that. I'm looking forward to seeing how mm-hmm. this is going to be because since he's taken over, we we've seen a definite change. We've seen a lot of things go down that has not been what we've used to see. Um, well, I'm sorry. Well, the, what the if I may say, his NXT guys haven't been as good as they are. I don't know what's going on with that. But I think that's because we don't want, again, you know, uh, as a business, you don't want to send a sign of nepotism to just say that, oh, now that Triple H is running the company, all of his guys are going to only be the ones that are top stars. Okay. You, you, you got to play both. I believe you play both sides. Um, but again, like I said, I am I am truly, truly interested to see how this plays out and how it goes into what he what is going to be done because i think this will be one of the first bookmarks wrestlemania's of yeah of wrestlemania's in a new direction under a new regime and you know i'm also looking at this card and it's very interesting to see that if you notice we have celebrity appearances that make sense it's not as gimmicky as last year that everyone complained about. Yeah, you're right. You're, tr- you're true. You know, and, and that's not something that's buzzing right now, but it's very interesting to me as someone who watches the product from a different lens and seeing that, you know, we're going to get more wrestling. We're going to get more dedicated to a lot of the stuff that everyone was complaining about. Um, and I really just want to see how that kind of plays out, how that shapes out. How does the internet community respond to it? Um, because it's very different already. Um, and with it being very different already, here we are a week removed and they're still putting, uh, putting together what will be matches. And the only real celebrity card that you got on there is Logan Paul, which at this point with the way he performs in the ring, he's kind of got his stripes that he's not just your average celebrity appearance. No, he's not. He's not. You're going to, it's a, it's a worthwhile match. You're going to definitely get. So Logan Paul has been one of those random godsakes that, like, really can hit. And thankfully, within the wrestling standpoint, he has done a lot of good for the internet community within the wrestling community as well. And thankfully, he actually enjoys it. That's what's good about it. Have you run into him? No. I've never run into or dealt anything with Logan Paul, um, but I respect his work ethic. Um, I respect what he's actually brought to the table. I respect how much he's taken this seriously. Um, and, you know, and, that, and that's one of those things where, you know, you hope that when someone comes in with a uh, kind of a bypass everything, they still take it as serious and as passionate as the business deserves to be. Correct. Versus just cakewalking in there, um, and he he didn't he didn't shortcut. He shortcutted nothing as nope. far as nope. what it takes to be a performer. Um, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, and no, I, I, I feel like I'm just again I'm very excited to see what we get what we get this weekend out of that. And I think because of that, I'm okay with however way it goes. If 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 Roman winds up with this thousand, it can be interesting because it'll be. It'd be a little bit weird. And one thing I know from a booking standpoint is sometimes you don't give the fans what they want right away because it becomes bigger the next time around. Right. So let's see. I, I'm I'm I 
I like the fact that for a first time in a while, I'm watching wrestling. Mm. And even though I've kind of pre-predicted a lot of things that have easily been playing out from my, but it's, it's because I kind of just know it from an inside scope. Right. Um, I've been able to predict how a lot of things were going, what matches were going to wind up at WrestleMania. Right. But I can still say that as I'm watching, I don't know what's going to happen at Mania. There and we that's go. That, that's that, that's, that's, what's to, that's, supposed, that's what's supposed to drive wrestling. We don't know what's going on at all. And that's the most addressing issue. Go ahead, Randy. You had something to say. I'm sorry about that. I... When it comes to Logan Paul, I feel like people give him a lot of flack, especially because of, you know, who him and his brother are. But I've been very impressed with him. The way he performed in Saudi Arabia alone with Roman and and just performed alone. It's like people thought like, oh, damn, here comes this celebrity, another celebrity coming in and this and that. Like they kind of gave him the same treatment the Miz when he first came in because remember the Miz came in as a celebrity from the real world you know and Miz was able to you know when in the beginning when it was like oh you know he's not going to make it far and this and that he proved them wrong and look at all the great things that Miz was able to accomplish Logan came in and they thought you know he was going to be this guy that's just going to get tossed around he looked like the way he, he performed in a ring, he looked like he's been doing this for a very, very long time. He looks better than a lot of the people that's actually been doing it longer than him. Yeah, you know? as, 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 as part of a respect for the wrestling that is going on. And he respects it really good. I, I I've been, yeah, I've been very impressed with him and the work that he's, the dedication and work that he's been putting in. Um uh, like D said, like I, I, I'm looking forward to this WrestleMania because it's, it's gonna be under Triple H's re, uh, regime. I also uh, read too today, which I'm not sure how true that is, but they they're saying that um, reports are coming in that he Triple H actually approved uh, the design for a new belt, new title belt, or title change title belt. So we'll see how that goes. If you they, lying. You lie. Yeah, that's what they said. They I read it online. They said that um he um approved the um design for a new belt. So we don't know if it's gonna get unveiled at WrestleMania or after WrestleMania. You know, if if Cody wins, I see that's something that he would do because you know he's the one that was saying that he wants to bring back the um the classic yo um, bring bring back the eagle, bring yep, back the yep. eagle. Yep. Yes yep, or no? Yeah, guys, back. guys, dash and D, can I ask you? Bring back the eagle, yes. Bring back the eagle, man. That eagle belt was the belt that made everything. If not that, the WCW big gold. Yes. I, I, would not, like I wouldn't vote for big gold, but the wing eagle is a very special title. Yes. Um, it's a very near and dear title to my heart. Um, which ironically, I respect it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, no, love it, 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 man. it. But no, no, I mean, I, it's it's a uh, there's a funny story here. I respect that title so much. Um, I never thought, even as a wrestler, it would ever be a title that I would be able to hold. Mm -hmm. um, and the only reason when and I, I would say that, and like it's one, of, you know, of course, many, many people have the replicas and things like that. But it's one of those titles that. 
I just believe was always for the most upper echelon of the business. Um, so to see that back in the play uh, and the legacy that it holds in my eyes and probably others. Oh yeah, uh, that's that, that's a road warrior pop. Um, yo, yeah. screw you, Randy, because you have my belt. The thing, but the thing about that is, um, another report saying that what they want to do again is um, they want to split the times. So two to a title on on, on uh, seven, and they're thinking of bringing back that big gold belt because Triple H he really likes that belt. It's synonymous to like Ric Flair and all that that type of stuff, and you know, Ric Flair is his idol. So, you know, but I I would prefer the the old um um eagle belt. So. I want the old eagle belt, but damn, if you bring the old gold belt. WCW belt that you have, Randy. Fuck you, because <laughs> you bought it from me. Remember? Yep. Asshole. <laughs> hey, you didn't want it no more, so you know I had to take it off your hands. Hey, listen, how much? How much you want me to take it off you? Just, just ask him. Uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later. Talk yeah. Anyway, anyway, but definitely bring back a bring back an old belt. Bring back the belt that makes a difference for wrestling. Please do so because all you're doing with these double belts is nonsense. WW is nonsense. It's terrible. Bring back an actual belt that meant a difference in wrestling. Make it seem like AEW has nothing to stand on because they don't have anything to stand on. Can I? Can I ask what, why do we hate these current belts so much? Who? What? Why? Yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, I, I gotta ask because I again a, a giant WW just looks so amateurish. It just looks terrible, in my I opinion. Don't know if I agree. It can't be. It can't be as bad as the John Cena spinner belt. No, not that. Not that bullshit. We're not asking for that bullshit. What we're asking for is a. I've seen belts on the wrestling um, video games where they're better than the belts that's on display on our current champions. It's terrible. Come on, guys. We've seen better belts. But just because we've seen better belts doesn't mean it's the best belt to also represent the company as well as the championship. So a, so a giant WW should be actually what we should represent for, for wrestling? Come I on. mean, it's not just, just representing. I mean, here's the funniest yeah. thing. It's uh -huh. also the most, it's the most recognizable symbol in wrestling. That logo itself is a W that technically you can also can say stands for wrestling. Um, I can I can argue against it. I can All easily right. I can make it I can easily make an argument for or against it. But I'm just you know again like I, I kind of think that again your your argument is definitely something for an opinion base and and there's nothing wrong with that. I just. You know, sometimes I just wonder what what is it really about the design that that's painful? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of details in that, but like 
I've also seen a lot more terrible belts that are championships that are held everywhere. You're more, you're more presenting your product besides presenting wrestling. That's my opinion about it. But we can save this for another time. That's a great a topic, though. You want to save this for another day? Because we are we will we are on a hour and change on the podcast. Unless you guys wish just to discuss, Randy, if you want to discuss, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'll discuss that another time. All right. Next, next week, I feel I feel like also to another topic we should dive into, which I read online today, which uh, was actually pretty good. Um, uh, the state of uh, of the women's wrestling, like yeah. I feel like you know it. Came very far away, but it, it uh, you're right. I can't hear you, Randy. I said it came I came a very far away, but it still needs work. Mm-hmm. You know, as for right now, um, I could I could honestly say, uh, my number one favorite all time favorite uh, female wrestler mm-hmm. is Oscar. And um, who does love her? She's adorable. Yes, and my number two, which everyone seems to be surprised about, is Liv Morgan. Whoa, really? Yes. All right, but that's for another time, of course. Uh, Dash and D, do you have anything else to drop in? Um, As always, with the podcast, I want you to represent yourself and anything you have to say for a .com and everything like that. I mean, I don't, I don't have much else. Uh, you know, I just wanted to be able to give it, give another level of insight to the conversation from time to time. Um, but I would just say, you know, for those who are interested in following more of my career and the journey of wrestling that I am doing, feel free to catch me on Instagram at Dashing Hazard, uh, on Twitter at Dashing D Thousand, um, on Facebook. Facebook.com slash dash D thousand, formerly known as Weatherford. Uh, yeah, it's a mouthful, but quite easy to find. <laughs> it's <the> fine. <laughs> um, and, you know, for those who are looking to actually find me actually at uh, any local shows, the this upcoming month of April, you should be able to find me at Test of Strength in Connecticut on april 15th and on april 16th at super crazy um i'm not sure what's going to happen at super crazy but it seems those guys have been doing a lot of talking and team hashtag dope has got a lot of something to respond with so you might actually see a little bit more stimulation than you bargained for so if those of you who are listening and interested in getting into more the independent scene feel free to look me up and follow what's going on in our journey and i look forward to seeing you at those shows yeah, if you want to see some ass whooping, let's go on there. Randy, you have nothing else or what's up? No, that's that's good. I'm good. All right. Yeah. Thank you for War Wrestling Alliance Radio. This has been myself, Randy, and Randy, Dashing D on this podcast signing out. Have a good day right. and always be safe. Camera. All right, right. Simulation. Right.